safety in our hospitals and healthcare facilities. This has rapidly become a big concern in our system. We have a story from the weekend, right, about the violence at Surrey Memorial Hospital, all the concern that caused. And then you've got that open letter from emergency room doctors warning of unsafe conditions at the same facility. They're worried about, you know, overcrowding, what they call bed blocks. They just say it's not a safe situation. So, of course, we are talking with Health Minister Adrian Dix about that this morning. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Okay, let's start with this letter at Surrey Memorial Hospital. Like, how do you respond to what some of those ER doctors have to say? Oh, that uh, it's absolutely the case that uh, the census, the number of people in the hospital in BC, is at a high level. It's about uh, yesterday is about nine thousand five hundred and thirty-seven, which is significant. In Surrey, it's about twelve over the base bed capacity, although we have surge capacity there. But the issue they're talking about is the relationship between the emergency room and what happens on the wards. We're right now in discussions and negotiations over contracts with what are called hospitalists who provide support to patients on the wards. Why is that important to people? It's important because you need to have that care on the wards available to get people out of the hospital when they're admitted as patients. So these are issues we're working on with our doctors, uh, with our nurses, with our health sciences professionals to see that they're improved just as we did uh, the discussions with doctors over over uh, family uh, family medicine, the discussions with our nurses over nursing burnout. We're going to continue to work with people and resolve these problems. Okay, how soon would that be able to happen, though? It does sound like it's at a, a bit of a tipping point there. No, I think it's been at, at this level for a while. Uh, we had about, uh, you'll remember in January, and I was on the show talking about it, we had at its height about 10,260 people in hospital. Yesterday it was 95.37. The challenge for doctors is, that it's been consistently high for a long time. So their doctors will tell you and nurses and others and all the staff who work in emergency rooms that if it's always high or relatively high, there's no respite from that. And that creates a long-term challenge. On the issue of security, because you raised the issue of security, we're putting in place a new security model that was recommended by our healthcare workers, including nurses and healthcare workers and doctors. Uh, we're adding 320 security staff. All the leads have been hired. We're on track to bring this uh, into place as committed. And I think that will make an important difference. So we're taking all of these steps with respect to the discussions with hospitalists. Those discussions are ongoing. We had a new uh, proposal last Friday that they're considering. And uh, we're very respectful, of course, of, um, of their concerns. And we're working with them to resolve them. What has happened to the system then that it is operating at that high level, as you point out, you know, from the beginning of this year right till now? Well, that's not the system. That's an increase in demand for health care across the board. We have, of course, a very significant increase in population in B.C. That's a small part of it. The pandemic had an impact on our health that goes beyond the direct impact of the pandemic. And we sometimes, I think, forget this, that this period also uh, also had an impact on people's overall health in innumerable ways, which we can maybe talk about at another show, which has increased the level of people in the healthcare system. So you can look at it two ways. The healthcare system is doing more surgeries, record number of surgeries, reducing the surgical wait list, doing more diagnostic exams, more emergency visits, more family doctor visits. All of that is true, but the demand is higher. So this isn't just a system issue. It's an issue um, of the challenges facing people in BC, and we're, uh, we're working hard to respond to them in new ways, in different ways. You saw that yesterday. And also uh, also by adding services and adding supports. 
You mentioned about yesterday, so that's about the the cancer patients being sent down to Bellingham uh, for that. Let me ask, I know you've talked as well about this. Has this happened in the past within our system? I did have some emails from people who saying they they do remember this happening before. It it has happened before. So the situation is this. Um, uh, People are waiting too long for one part of cancer therapy, which is radiation therapy. We have a number of machines that have to be replaced this year as well, which puts more pressure on the system and their health human resources demands, particularly for what are called radiation therapists. So my view is we're going to resolve this problem. But in the meantime, we shouldn't have cancer patients waiting too long. So this is an effort to add about 2,000 uh, radiation therapy uh, people through the radiation therapy system this year, which will allow us to reduce wait lists. And I think people uh, understand it's unusual, but it's something we need to do to provide people the care they need when they need it. And that's uh, what we're going to continue to do. Right. So not obviously everybody will be able to go down. That won't be an option for everyone. So how will people be chosen to go to Bellingham to get that treatment? Well, uh, of course, they will choose to go to Bellingham too. It will be offered. But what we're doing in certain categories of care, and I think it's important, is offering uh, radiation therapy um, uh, in Bellingham to people. If they take it up, it will probably meet they'll get that radiation therapy quicker. And that's the idea of this. So we're offering it right now for two categories of cancer, prostate cancer and breast cancer. And I I know people, and I think you do as well, Simi, who need uh, radiation. Mm -hmm. And what they want to do is start as soon as possible. So a week or two weeks is either a week of waiting or it's a week of action. And what we're putting in place for an additional 2,000 people is the opportunity to get that done sooner. And that will also mean more space in the system here in BC for all the other patients as well. Okay. And I know you turn your attention to areas that need work, like you were just saying there. Is the BC Cancer Agency one of those areas? Well, we have a, We just put in place a 10-year cancer plan, which is, I think, a significant uh, change. There's been an underinvestment in cancer, and there was uh, for a good number of years before I became Minister of Health. So what are we doing? Uh, four new cancer centers are going to come online. That's going to take a while. We're going to go from 30,000 diagnoses cancer to 45,000 in the next 12 years. That means we have to rise to meet that demand. That's why we're adding new centers. Our health human resources plan is focused on bringing in more oncologists and radiation therapists to meet that demand as well. We've significantly improved the salaries we pay to our oncologists to go ahead of all the other provinces as part of this recruitment campaign. The same with radiation therapists and technicians. So we're taking all of the actions, health human resources, investing in the capital we need, and yes, in this case, taking an interim step to make sure that um, people who have cancer today, you know, on May uh, May the 18th, that those people uh, are getting uh, better access to care. So that's the approach of the 10-year cancer plan. It's a major change in investment, and we're going to have to uh, not just improve the system and meet this demand an aging population and more people with cancer, more people surviving cancer for longer, which is great news, but also we have to ensure that the system's there to support them. And uh, and we have to take this action now. So that's exactly what we're doing and why we have a 10-year cancer plan. And so in that cancer plan, you mentioned the new cancer centers. Where are those going to be opening? Well, um, of course, they're part of the second Surrey hospital. So Surrey is an area that, that right now uh, and over in the past has been one of the youngest communities in B.C., by 2035, 36, Surrey is going to meet the provincial average in terms of age. In other words, there's going to be significantly more older people and more age-related cancer. So we're adding a second cancer center in Surrey, new cancer center attached to the Burnaby Hospital, Kamloops, Nanaimo. All right, lots of work to be done. Thank you so much for your time this morning.
Hey, take care. Talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's Adrian Dix, BC's Minister of Health, with a lot of information there, right, about what is going on in our system. And I appreciate that information because, yeah, when it comes to something like this, the devil is in the details of that. Talking about the concerns at Surrey Memorial Hospital, once again, a lot of this takes time and money. And so the negotiations there with the people who help the transition for people who go from the emergency room to the ward, uh, those negotiations are ongoing. He said there was an offer presented Friday. That has to be sorted out so they can get more people in there to do that work, leading to alleviation of some of the burden that you've got there, which is clearly causing a strain in the system, right? And as for the cancer situation, If you've had that in your family, then you know the priority one is getting the treatment. If you get that diagnosis, I think most people feel like, I want to start treatment tomorrow. Like, let's get this show on the road here. So if that means that some people will go to Bellingham for that, then fine. Do it. Get it done. Important thing is to get people healthy there. It's not the easiest or best solution, but hey, it's better than waiting, right?